What's up? You are now listening to Americanized, a storytelling podcast where you'll hear from eclectic first and second generation Americans share their stories and real life experiences as children of immigrants. What's up? Thank you so much for tuning into a new episode of Americanized. I'm your host, Roslyn, and in this episode, I sit and chat with Kevin Ferrero. Kevin is a young, first-generation American and first-generation college student studying marketing. In this episode, we talk about the college process as a first-generation American and a first-gen college student, staying connected to your roots, traveling back home, immigrant parents, and... We also discuss the overlap between both of our cultures, despite us looking like two different people from two completely different cultures. I always have like an awkward intro when I welcome (laughs) guests onto the show. Welcome to the show, Kevin. I'm really excited to finally speak with you after all this time. And I'm really interested in who you are and your background and as far as like being Americanized and what that means for you and all of that stuff. Right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Of course. So um, why don't you introduce yourself and just give a little bit um, background and who you are and what you do. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Kevin Ferrero. I'm currently 19 and I live in Georgia. So I'm on the East Coast. About me, I was born here, actually in Charleston. And uh, my parents are from Colombia. So this is a little glimpse about me. Yeah. Yeah. And when did your parents come over to America? Uh, So they came over about 20 years ago. Okay. Yeah. So probably a little bit before I was born. So, so yeah, just around that time. Mm -hmm. That's similar with my, well, at least my mom, she came like a few years, maybe like the year I was born and I'm 24. He said you're 19 or like a, you're 24. I'm 24. Yes. Whoa. How old do I look? You like, I love this question. I love asking people. No, no, like no kidding, no kidding. I thought you're like, like, like all due respect, all due respect, yeah. but like sixteen, seventeen. Well, oh wow! You thought I was yeah. younger than you? Wow. No, I, yeah, I did. Oh, I, yeah. With all due respect, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Okay, I mean, I'll take is that. It, it's is that fun. the youngest you've gotten? Um. Actually, I've gotten younger. I think fifteen might have been the youngest. But okay. Yeah, that's so, so interesting that you yeah. thought I was <laughs> younger. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I heard, I thought you were a little bit older, even though you did say you um you just finished high school and stuff. Right. Yeah, I just finished high school and um just entering college. Cool. So yeah, it's just me. What's that like? So it's actually it's been an experience so far. Cause that's all college meant to me, just big fat experience. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm actually like first gen like college student, okay. so like that's on top of that, it's even like bigger experience. And yeah, I mean, you really learn as you go when it comes to the whole college experience, the whole process of like applying and even like scholarships and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it, absolutely for me, I've, I've it's been good so far. I've been pretty blessed. Nothing that's- bad has happened yet. 
That's good. So, yeah. Are you like, is, what is college like now with COVID? Are you doing remote or is it hybrid or are you fully in person? So like for, so for my university, they have the option of both. Like you can have online classes as well as hybrids, as well as all in person. Um, I have like a mixture of like half and half, like half online, half in person. Yeah, I, I think with COVID, like everybody's just with masks and, you know, keeping distance and stuff like that because you got to. Yeah, exactly. It's so strange because I graduated college in 2019, like all in person or 20, yeah, 2019. Right. 2020 because I did a grad year as well, like right before COVID. So I'm like, what is college? Uh, <laughs> like, this is like really right, strange right. to think about. Especially, yeah. like, what are you studying? So I'm studying, I'm, I'm going for a marketing okay. degree. So what about you? What did you study for? I studied occupational therapy. Oh, wow. So now I'm a, cool. I'm a OT right now. Yeah. Wow. Fresh out, entry level. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So so have you just started working or? Yeah, basically. Like in the like field? Two wow. months ago, yeah. Or a month ago. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Fresh. Like, really fresh. Fresh out. Yeah. It's really yeah. Cool. How's, how's that? How's that? It's it's an experience for sure. Like the whole saying, like you you know more than you think you do. I think it's really true when you're just yeah. thrown out and doing what you studied for all these years. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, studying for like four years plus, I mean, it has to at least prepare you for some. So yeah, you'd hope. But then sometimes you come out and you're like, I feel like I learned nothing. I can't apply anything. Right. <laughs> that I, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, at the same time, it's all about like you said. Like we both said, like the word experience. It's like mm-hmm. it's all about that experience because that's where you really learn. Exactly. Always yeah. learning and growing. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. You said you're a first-gen college student and you talked about the application process. And I that just reminded me of when I was doing that. Yeah. Um, Are you first-gen? I am. Okay. Yep. So my parents came from Ivory Coast mm-hmm. in West Africa and for college yeah my dad did some like community college but not like a big four-year university right and i am the second oldest and my sister did school abroad but for the usc yeah, i guess first gen yeah. and just navigating the process of applying and i feel like i didn't have a lot of at least parental guidance it's like just pick yeah. the best school and do the best yeah. you can and really cheering yeah. you on but like all the paperwork and it's like pretty much lost and figuring it out on my own yeah yeah that, no i i've had a similar experience with me because like I, i'm the oldest so like there's no nobody really say hey do this instead of doing that or mm-hmm. do that like I, I have friends that are like in university and they're like they're like third year in but really for somebody sitting me down right next to me and be like hey you know you have to file these taxes in order to do this and yeah. do that and that. And, and scholarships, which is just a whole different thing. And I, f- I just feel like there should be like more like a program or something for, uh, which I'm sure there is, but I just didn't probably right for like first gen students. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's really like nothing for them to like sit down and be like, Hey, this is how college works. This is what, like majors are this is mm-hmm. uh, really the path you can take because i guess they really like in my situation they're just like this is what a majors they provide and i'm like okay what are what are majors like what, what can i do with a major like i was completely lost i feel that and i i've i still feel lost at times but it's it's really a process really yeah, yeah for real and like there are no baby steps i guess they 
use the language assuming that we already know. Like, I remember looking at old chats with my friend talking about college and I didn't even know what undergrad meant or like graduate or anything yeah. like that. I was like so lost. Yeah. And that was like in, I want to say high school, when you're supposed to know these things. Exactly. And you have your guidance counselor. Yeah. Yeah. There should be a program for parents and for students mm-hmm. to guide. Because I feel like with my parents, they only really worried about like, the expenses like how much will this yeah. school be how much <laughs> yeah. money are you getting in scholarships like yeah. what's coming out of the pocket yeah i think that reminded me because i think it was like when i was signing up for the university that i'm going to right now mm-hmm. there was two options either an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree and i was like what what am i signing up for like i have no idea what i'm signing up for until i asked and i was like oh for a bachelor's it's like the four-year one so i was like okay cool so it's really just like, okay, I'll, I'll follow what you're saying because I have no idea. Exactly. Like, I'm just follow your advice because I have no lost. idea. Yeah, so that's just how it is. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good conversation to have. Uh, do you find, are there a lot of other first-generation either Americans or college students in your year or your class? Mm, well, there's maybe like out of five, maybe like one or two maybe like one like i have a friend who's like also first gen but i think it was he was chilling he was fine he probably found the resources he's got he needed but no not that many not that many really yeah is your school diverse or uh so my high school experience was pretty diverse Mm -hmm. um like my elementary middle school though were really it was predominantly like uh like a white race school so so i, I guess your your title of americanized goes really well with with me because i grew up like around like that american culture pretty big and so i guess that's part of my life as well i agree i grew up in a predominantly white schools as well and i'm currently working so i'm in massachusetts i'm currently working in boston public schools in their mm-hmm. charter schools and when I walked in, I was like, this isn't real because it's nothing like the schools I grew up in. It's like super diverse, lots of black students, like classrooms are full of black and Hispanic students. And I'm like, wow, this isn't, doesn't seem real because like, all I know about schools is PWIs, predominantly white institutions, mm-hmm. no black kids anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I remember in middle school, um, we there's like a transfer program where students from charter schools come to like a public school. And this right. one girl, she was Nigerian and she came from a charter school, which now I understand when she came to my middle school, which was really white. She was like freaked out by all the white, <laughs> all the white yeah. people she was seeing. She was like, Whoa, I see white people. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's normal. But now that like years later, now that I'm like working in a charter school, Right. I see what she meant by that. Cause, yeah. Yeah. It, it's really, I, I can't imagine going through like drastic change of, yeah. of like, from like living in one country and then living in another and seeing so many people. Exactly. That, that you rarely see, which is crazy. I, I think I, I go through that sometimes when I go back to Colombia and I'm like, oh, wow, there's really just Colombians there. That's funny. You've been to Colombia? So? Yeah. I've been in Colombia like about two, three times. That's and, awesome. Um, so far, I mean, I always come back like really humbled because like when you go back to, you know, uh, like your 
family's country and you're like wow you know you're really blessed sometimes to have the things here but mm-hmm. that's just been my experience but going back to like oh wow there's so many colombians like it's kind of like cool how like my best friend group is mm-hmm. like one guy's from romania another guy from pakistan another guy from cuba and it's just like all all of us and it's so many cultures so many languages there's like three different languages and yeah. um which is something you don't really see over in colombia it's just like yeah. you're colombian or sometimes there's like a brazilian or something <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I had the same experience going back home. I went there this past summer, actually. Okay, cool. And it's just like a bunch of Ivorians or Af- different African people. And you don't see that diversity that you see in America. And I guess there are, you know, pros and cons. And it's like you like being with the homogenous group of people where you don't have to explain yourself. You can just be. And everybody yeah. kind of understands Like you just get the whole we're African type of thing or we're yeah. Colombian and you just feel like comfortable when in America, there's like so many more layers to it, to identity. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, coming back humble. I like that you said that. Cause I experienced that too. You're kind of like, okay, I see why my parents came over yeah. for different reasons, but yeah, you definitely do come back feeling a lot more humble and grateful for what you have. Yeah. You know, I completely agree with that. Cause yeah. I think it was even like, like I came back home and I was like, wow, I'm really good for like our system of garbage. Cause, yeah. cause it's like, we, there's a trash can and then we put everything there and we don't have to like really take care of that. Like somebody else has to carry that. They process right. that. Cause it's like over there, I guess there's no like, like a system of like garbage. Yeah. So usually just find garbage, just like on a corner. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad yeah. you said that. Cause that was like, probably the biggest thing that bothered me back home yeah i was like there's trash everywhere yeah i like i took for granted like our whole trash system i was like wow we even have like recycling sometimes which is <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> like what it's kind of cool and different so, types of things to recycle too we have categories and different- yeah there's like <laughs> waste compost yeah. recycle and trash like, we take it seriously so. yeah over there they're just like Bag for trash. Yeah. <laughs> trash. Yeah. So it's crazy. And it's really humbling, really. Mm-hmm. It's the little things we take for granted because it's like mm-hmm. our everyday, regular life. Like running water. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know about over there, but like in Colombia, it's all about like, like sodas or natural drinks, like fruit drinks. Mm-hmm. It's like, like water, water is like not really common because usually like here whenever i go to restaurants and stuff like that i just order water because like just that's just what i like but if i were to go over there they're like water what are you talking about yeah (laughs) yeah they're like uh do you want like what is it called like like, over there they call it water with gas which is like i forgot the word yeah the bubble yeah the the bubble water water, (laughs) sparkling there we go yes the sparkling and i'm like no i don't drink that it's just like normal water it's like normal water they're like uh weirdo (laughs) yeah like trying to be fancy over there yeah so i don't know it's it's really tiny things where here you're like oh it's normal Mm -hmm. no i feel that that's so over there it's just like completely different yeah my grandma's over there she loves drinking coca-cola 
mm-hmm. like soda and even beer, like yeah. in my yeah, love juice. And I think my mom is like that too. Even like here, she's she's really into like sweet sweet drinks. But I I love water. Yeah, water is no. life. Yeah, no, really, water is life because Coke is like a worldwide thing, and everybody drinks it over there. Mm-hmm. And it's not the best. It's not. not the best. It, it's not the best thing to drink, but people like it. It's true. Let's talk about your friend group. You said they're all they're from different countries. Yeah. They're all first gen. One of them is like second gen. Mm-hmm. One of them is second gen, but like two of them are first gen. Do you see like? any differences between you being a first gen and your friend who's second gen um well well for the person that's second gen there's he has like a like he's not like all of us are bilingual except for that for except for him Mm -hmm. so like sometimes like he understands it but it's like not like fluent Mm -hmm. to that point but like differences like that like maybe food wise for sure oh really Food-wise, for sure, because let's say we go to one person's house for, like, a European dish or we have a Pakistan dish. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it, it's really cool going to each other's, like, parties and, like, family dinners and just really trying something. It's always something new. And it's, awesome. you really get out of your comfort zone yeah. when it comes to, like, eating that sort of food. So That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean by food? Like, was it your friend who's second gen? Uh well well the person that's second gen he's like I mean he's pretty Americanized so yeah yeah so I mean I don't know I haven't gone to his house actually to eat but there's no really like like treating each other differently just because like they're not first gen or yeah. maybe they don't speak you know the language just like that but I I think that's just with us like we we have like a really tight brotherhood when it comes to that mm-hmm. so no but it's really it's really fun. Like being best friends for, with other people and really learning their culture, learning their way of living. Because mm-hmm. everybody has a different way of living. That's true. It's a great way to, that exposure is great. Yeah. And you've, have you been friends with them for a while? Like, are they your childhood friends? Yeah. So I've been yeah. friends with them since I was like sixth grade. So oh. I was like 12. Yeah. That's so cool to grow up with like people who are kind of like having the same experience as you, like being yeah. first gen and kind of becoming Americanized or having similar like i feel like a common theme is like strict parents so yeah, yeah maybe i can't go over your house today or have a sleepover yeah. <laughs> my yeah, parents yeah. said no yeah and you just kind of understand that so there's no like awkward talk to your yeah. parents or please like beg them or whatever yeah that's good because I, I used to have that problem like in elementary school like like all my friends would invite me like hey you know sleepover like yeah, all my friends were like predominantly like really white, and mm-hmm. like I'd be like, "It's not that easy, man. It's not, it's not that, that easy. easy. <laughs> it's not yeah. like like asking, hey, I'm gonna go over there, I'll pick me up tomorrow.' It's, it's, like I remember at one time I did, but like I was like I begged, yeah, to, to go because <laughs> we kind of have to. It was like second grade, and like mm-hmm. I remember like my mom told me that like she couldn't sleep that night. Oh wow! Like, yeah. yeah. So it's just that, like, just that mom. Yeah, that an- just, anxious mom. Yeah, anxious mom. Just, just that mom instinct of like looking over us and. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
I remember um, when I was a kid, we had this neighbor. It was a Dominican family, and they had like, a lot of cookouts and stuff. Yeah. And, and they're, like, really welcoming, so they would give us food to try and things like that. And my dad was just, like, not having that. I don't know. He's like, don't go over there. Don't eat their food. And we were just kids. We went over there, and I feel like you can't. You can never decline food from any foreign parent. <laughs> so, like, yeah. they just gave us plates full of, like, meat. And my dad saw that thinking, like, we went against his word and we went over there to ask for food. And, like, he just got so angry. And, like, like tiny things like that. It's like, yeah. really, you can't eat other people's food? Like, it was so yeah. strange. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I think I've had similar experiences like that. But not really with just food, but, like, especially, like, sleepovers. Yeah, I'd never asked for a sleepover because I already knew the answer. Yeah. It's always know. It. Yeah, always <laughs> know. There are too many questions yeah. to even like try to ask because I already know it's like it's also the same with like like I don't know in your experience, but like parties sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like either they're they're gonna have like a campfire, cook some s'mores. Like I can't. They tell me not just be like, Yeah, I don't I don't think <laughs> I can go to that. Apologize. Yeah, without even asking because you already Yeah. Know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what are you going to do at the party? Who's yeah. party? Like, too many questions. Let me just not Yeah, ask. it's like, what are you going to do at the party? Who's there? What are you going to do there? <laughs> yeah. It's the party. It's the party. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do at parties? Or like, oh, you can cook s'mores at home. Or, you know, yeah. <laughs> you just come up with these things. Exactly. I always wonder, like, like, when we're older and we become parents, are we going to be similar or will we be more lenient? Because we kind of know what right. the culture is. Yeah, we still have regard. I don't know. I don't know if I trust people right. in the world <laughs> to be super yeah. like open to things. But well, well, that yeah, that's a good question because I I sometimes think that because I'm like mm. you know sometimes you know you're raised sometimes on the belief and it's what you know right. sometimes. So I mean, there's there's probably things you could probably adjust and be like, hey, I don't really like kind of did that or hey, I understand. But, like, at the same time, like, as you grow up, you're like, oh, I kind of understand why. Because mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you're like, why? Like, what the heck? That's true. Like, nothing's going nothing's to happen at that party. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen at that party. Like, literally, nothing happened at that Snapchat story. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so it's just stuff like that. But you can just adjust as you go. And you really, as you, like, mature and go through life go through experiences again with the word experience <laughs> no that word i use it all the time yeah yeah like like as you go through that you just start understanding and learning and really truly understanding like, oh why thinking process of that mm-hmm. that is true because i feel like with our parents they kind of already had their assumptions and their yeah. can never say the word prejudice free judgments or about whatever yeah. like America in a social sense, or they don't understand it enough to allow their child to participate. So right. I can understand that. I would be I would be guarded, but try to understand. Yeah. Yeah. That's I parenthood is hard, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I'm Can't sure. Speak on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's prepared for it. Mm-mm, never. First gen parents. Yeah. Because at the same time, like I feel like if we sometimes tend to compare like, oh, but what about them? Like, what about the Johnsons? They they get to mm. have a sleepover. And so we tend to like compare sort of like, I, I wonder if there wasn't that comparison, if we'd like, okay, right. if there wasn't that comparison, would would we really have that feeling toward our parents? 
that's a really good thought. I I think that um comparison does influence it because as a kid, when you see something that someone else is doing that you want, yeah, you do question that. Yeah. And it's like, why can't I be like them or do what they're doing? And your mm-hmm. parent, they're not giving you a good reason at all. So it's like nothing right. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we, if we didn't see what the Americans were doing, we would be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. We'd probably we'd, be we'd, like, okay. We'd probably be like our own little bubble, but. Exactly. But I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I I don't know. I I think I want to say exposure is good. Yeah. But then the whole like FOMO, like fear of missing out. Hmm. I'm having a lot of thoughts right now. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a paradox almost. It's yeah. Like yes and no. Like yes, it would. I think there's pros and cons stage, but mm-hmm. it really depends on how you live. Because I imagine if if I were to be living in Colombia, um, probably wouldn't have that comparison. Exactly. I was just thinking because because like, everybody's everybody's really the same. Yeah. But Goes but over here, there's there's such a such a like a hierarchy or yeah it's like a some people are like more uh they can afford things more than other people can mm-hmm. so it's just that like oh like your best friend could be like the richest person in town right right which isn't that crazy over here but maybe crazy over there because you know when you're in your town and you're um in your little section of town mm-hmm. like everybody's usually the same exactly know? Everybody goes out to play on the weekends and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Everyone's living the same life. There's no, why can I do what Johnny's doing or whatever? Yeah. I feel like the way, also like the neighborhoods are built, and America kind of does that too, where certain neighborhoods, it's a certain economical status, and I feel that Mm -hmm. carries over with like abroad. Like if I think about Ivory Coast, there are those like wealthier areas. Right. Same as America. But even then, I guess, if there's like an average suburb, there's always a richer neighbor or a richer right. person in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like they're all equal. Yeah, it's just that just makes America so interesting because mm-hmm. your neighbor could be wealthy as heck and then your other neighbor could be like living day to day sort of thing. Exactly. So it's it's really, I think it's stuff you only find here sometimes. Yeah. Or I think, or I think, I, I don't know. I it could be over so. there in like Europe or in England. Because yeah. I, I know England is pretty diversified, but I'm not sure. I, I, I haven't been there to really know. Another example that I have when you said like your neighbor could be the richest person. So uh-huh. I currently I live in an apartment complex now mm-hmm. in Norwood and a few like streets over, Ernie Bach Jr. lives. The cars. Who's Ernie Bach? Oh, shoot. It's a car dealership. I might have to do a quick Google search. You might have to. Ernie Bach Jr. Uh, Whoa, you definitely know Ernie. Uh, Ernie Bach Jr. Oh. No, he does the car. He's like a car. Yeah. Does. I, I've seen him before. I've seen him before. Okay, yeah. Oh. So his whole like mansion or house, whatever. He like lives right. like I drive by his place all the time. Right. And he's like... I want to say multi-millionaire. I don't know. Irving Wolfie guy. I, I think I saw like a B in there. It's like a billionaire, I think. Oh, shoot. Okay. I, I think so. I'm not sure. You probably are right because he's making lots of money off of his cars yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. That speaks to that. 
Yeah, it's just crazy. It's really crazy. Because mm-hmm. for me, like where I live in Atlanta, um, well, I live outside of Atlanta, but I, I study in Atlanta. And whenever I drive by, there's some certain areas where, um, like I always tell my mom, like there's this area called Lennox, which is like a really fancy spot, but mm-hmm. it's really like like this. Like it's this, a fancy, and then right outside of it, just like, normal houses you can have like some really beat down houses which is like really strange sometimes because you know one street it could be the most modern all glass houses which Mm. are beautiful yeah and then the next it could be just like the beat down home oh yeah that's why which is like yeah it's really wild sometimes it messes with your head because you're like oh wait what yeah where am i (laughs) yeah where the heck am i (laughs) Well, and that's, you said it's called Lennox in Georgia? Lennox. Yeah, Lennox. Lennox. I'm going to have to do a quick Google search. Lennox. Oh, it's L-E-N-O-X. Okay. Found it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's it's about. it's predominantly, like, super rich. There's all the fancy restaurants for there mm. and stuff like that. And then, like, like, maybe, like, half a mile away, it's, like, eh. Yeah, like when yeah. I Google pictures, I'm like seeing mixed <laughs> results. Yeah. yeah, exactly what you're talking about. That's so yeah. wild. So how do you tend to stay connected with your roots? With my roots? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I actually kind of struggle with that because sometimes like... Because I know my mom and my dad are probably, like, on the phone with, like, family stuff. And I say, what's up to them? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like, they tell me, hey, you should come back, this and that. But, like, when it comes to, like, me really, like, calling, like, like hey, how you doing? Like, I, I really struggle with that. But yeah. when it comes to, like, like saying what's up on, like, my mom's phone calls and stuff like that. But, like, I when it comes to, like, staying with them, Bruce, like, I've been going to Columbia probably, like, almost every year these mm-hmm. past couple of years so like i go there i chill there for like either like a week to a month and like just hang around eat eat a lot yeah and and um because like last trip or two trips ago like i met my like my great grandma yeah i met like my great grandma she's just there chilling in, in awesome. her ni- late 90s and i'm just like wow, wow. yeah She's still chilling. <laughs> yeah, she's out there. Wow. Yeah, she's out there. But yeah, like, for me, it's been like every trip, like, I find out, oh, I have a cousin. I have yeah. an extra, extra uncle. I'm like, oh. <laughs> extra uncle. <laughs> yeah, it's like another though. uncle. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how it's been. Because I remember that first trip, I met, like, I kid you not, like, like five cousins and, like, five second uncles it was like oh i don't know you but you know my mom or you know my dad (laughs) yeah for sure and and it's funny because they accept you like you're their son exactly their daughter they're like hey have you eaten like and they just stuff you with food and it's amazing it's like they don't care how far of a distant Mm -hmm. relative you are it's like you're my son or you're my daughter yeah like even one percent blood they're exactly they'll take you in (laughs) yeah like my mom recently connected with her cousins, mm-hmm. I guess through her dad. Mm-hmm. And like when I was there, we just met them. Like she just met them too. And now 
really connected on WhatsApp like all the time and say, yeah, never knew you existed before. Yeah, it's crazy. No, because I sometimes think like, like your family tree really like branches out so much, Mm -hmm. especially with your dad's side. There's just like mom and dad and then their mom and dad and then their brothers and sisters. It like branches out. And then like with mom's side, it all branches out. Mm -hmm. so it's 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 never ending it's no i was gonna say that yeah it's never ending ending. you always find somebody (laughs) yeah even with you you speak spanish fluently right okay so even with you speaking spanish fluently you still find it difficult to connect well yeah because like when it comes to like birthdays i'm like hey you know happy birthday stuff Mm -hmm. like that but it's just that, like, they all live, like, over there in Colombia. Yeah. Like, I don't really get to see them day to day. Like, I, like, up to recently, I saw, like, this New Year's. I was in, up in, like, Seattle, mm-hmm. which is, like, where I have, like, an uncle and, like, cousins. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, about my only family here in America. So, we really got to reconnect there and we got chilled. And I, I've been, just, like, texting my, my cousin, like, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. Like, what you doing? Like, even though he's, like much younger than me but any blood cousin is yeah cousin it's always like it's strange when you have a big family like that to Mm. try to keep up with everything and then america keeps their people busy so we have like no time to ever really connect but i'm getting better at it and just finding out like i have a cousin who i've never met he recently moved to massachusetts so we've been like yeah hanging out more and he's like super cool and it's like there's no there's never anything like weird about connecting with a cousin because it's like it just feels natural and it's right like right there's no awkward stage to it yeah no they're just like hey your family what's up yeah exactly which is really cool i can't i can't imagine how that is because that's just so cool yeah yeah like being on the other side Mm -hmm. i wonder if part of it has to do with i don't know with, with your culture like when there's family in america they kind of put you on a pedestal and you're like oh yeah <laughs> like a celebrity oh, yeah, yeah, yeah they're like, like oh the american yeah yeah because for me like whenever i go to colombia like my grandpa introduces me as the american the american <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like uh, it puts me on such a like a like a weird spot like yeah <laughs> yeah, american. yeah yeah exactly same with mine it's like we just walk around and even like people who are not family, they mm-hmm. just know that you're not from there. They're like, Yeah, you're mm-hmm. from somewhere else, maybe American or whatever. I don't yeah. speak um my country's language French fluently. Mm-hmm. So even then, like if I try to speak, it's like, Yeah, you're not from here. I mean, do you understand it? Yeah, I understand it fluently. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, I can I, I speak see. some of it. Okay. So like I've been like trying to get into like French. Like mm-hmm. learning, learning some French and um, like, do you have any tips or like anything like to really like TV wise, like just watching TV um, all the time? Probably. See, I'm trying to learn French myself. So yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I'm, I think consistency is key, which right. sounds cliche, but I think like if you do any apps, just being consistent with it mm-hmm. or um, I would just say like, go to go to france really i think <laughs> like hearing it being like immersed in it really, yeah yeah but i think tv with a visual and subtitles mm-hmm. yeah yeah maybe watching a show every day you might pick up on yeah yeah because i like 
I think really like learning the language is really important because mm-hmm. it really you get to connect with other people. Just the whole reason I'm trying to really do it. I don't care, I don't really care what language, but like okay. French is the one that like really like caught my eye. And I'm like, oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, for whatever reason, I don't know. I just woke up one day. I was like, <laughs> let's do it. French, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any shows. I think if you Google, there'll definitely be like recommended mm-hmm. shows. I feel like kid shows are a good place to start. To learn okay. more, like a cartoon yeah. or something. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, they start with the basics. It's like, yeah, one, two, three, which is what I need. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like really uh, like conversational things too. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, um, was, I think Adventures of Tintin, which I don't know where you can find it, but I think that's a good place to start. The Adventures of Tintin. I think I've seen the movie. I'll probably just start like, I, I think I'll just start with the cartoon shows and try to like bear with it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's why you could start. I think I'll I'll have to do that too because I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah. It's a process for sure. It definitely is process and an experience. Yeah, again with the experience. (laughs) Yeah, can't escape it. Like, what's your what's your story like? What's your what's your story? What's my story? Yeah. As much as I ask people for their stories, I'm like, what is my story? I don't know. Yeah. Um. Or I don't, I, don't, I don't know where to start. So I, ha- I have a big family. I have three sisters and one brother, and there's five of us. My older sister is born in Ivory Coast, where my family's from. And then I guess I think my dad came over a few times before I was born. So he was over here, and then my mom came over, and then they had me. And I was born mm-hmm. in Boston, and then my other siblings were all born in America. So I was their first americanized child basically wow yeah and my sister i think my sister my older sister she came with my mom so she also was americanized Mm. but well she wasn't born in america right and so lived in a white area went to white schools went to like ruby white college like even whiter than like i don't know (laughs) super white it was a all-women's college in like western mass which is like all farms and ruby Mm. rural um, in my youth or like elementary, middle school, just noticing that although I am black, I don't feel black enough like the black Americans because mm-hmm. that's not my background. And any student who was in like a immigrant, like a like an actual first generation, like born yeah. in Africa or Haiti and came over, like now I'm too American for them. So I never yeah. really, really fit in. And like, I feel like a lot of first generation or other first gen students were, I want to say Asian or mm-hmm. maybe North African, but not too many that I know of, not like any other, any students who look like me who are also first gen. Yeah. And so I just had a lot of these like first gen experiences or Americanized experiences, but not really having the language for it. Right. And it wasn't until college where my roommate was also first gen and review vocal and aware of it. And then we like had a lot of kind of like what we we're talking about, like even though we're from yeah. different cultures, there's so many like similarities and cross of uh, paths that cross and like yeah. because we're first gen, because we're Americanized, because we can relate right. about our parents and being a first gen college student, because she was also a first gen college student. And then right. yeah, so I kind of went through college and since having those like conversations with her and realizing that 
friends that I didn't go to school with, but like my mother's friends, like kids of my mother's friends who are also first gen, or like, yeah, same experience, who are also African. Right. Um, kind of like having this epiphany that, oh yeah, we kind of all have the same story. So by the end of college, I had this idea to create Americanized wow. because of this, like, well, what is this first gen experience Americanized? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. And the original title was supposed to be like the word Americanized with the C A N. Okay. But then I found that there's a podcast that already has that name. Uh, and I was like, dang, it stinks. So I was like kind of freaking out. Like, how am I supposed to, like, I don't want to give up on this idea, but right. I can't have the same title. And I don't want to change the name completely. So mm-hmm. I just kind of mess with the spelling. And then it kind of made sense because K-I-N, kin, was like a, like a, like a kinship, like a family, like a group of, mm-hmm. like a collective. So it's like right. that makes a lot of sense. So I just stuck with that. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And how many how many episodes are you in? Like, um, I think right now thirteen. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Because I actually have like my own podcast. Oh, all this yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I actually have my own podcast with like the same like best friends that oh, I have. Oh shoot. Yeah, so we're actually, yeah, so it's the the TOG podcast. Okay. And we're actually like on our seventh episode. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, so when I hear 13, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't even even though Even though though it doesn't sound like that much, but like it's it's a lot. When you start out, yeah, it it is. When I look back at like the list, I'm like, oh yeah, I did that episode. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So what's your podcast all about, or what do you? So I'll be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're about anything and everything. Okay. <laughs> like the, un- unfortunately, we don't really have like a niche. Like yeah. oh, like we don't talk about this. We don't talk about that. It's really just uh, we wing it. Sometimes we do reactions. So it's, <laughs> uh, it's really everything. It's really everything. But for now, we're just doing it for fun because. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing, and, and like, and like, I'm picking up like editing while I go. I don't know for you, like, like, how's your process when it comes to like filming and editing and? Um, so I usually I don't usually incorporate the video. I just do okay. audio, and I use oh, okay. Audacity, which I feel like is like the for me the easiest, just because it's yeah. really simple. And I, like my brother, he does music production, so he gets really into like different software and stuff but i'm like let me do something right. simple and easy yeah yeah. yeah. So i do that and i'm still like cleaning up my editing skills because mm-hmm. i feel like my older episodes the, the quality was just not great yeah but i was so eager to get the episodes out there yeah i probably could have waited and had like a better quality episode no yeah but i i completely agree with like spitting out content just doing as much as possible but sometimes we get held back of like, oh, I yeah. need a camera, or I need this, and mm-hmm. I need that. Because, yeah, it's really all about just spitting out content. That's true. Just, that's, just that's do all it. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because if not, I would have had like a bunch of ideas that probably wouldn't have gone anywhere. So. Right. Yeah. So what does TOG, does that stand for anything? Yeah, it's, it does stand for something. It stands for the Ordinary Get-Together Podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, so just we're we're all about like just super laid back. It's just really ordinary, just getting together, talking. Mm-hmm. But um, 
yeah, right now we're just rolling on TikTok. Oh YouTube, shit. <laughs> Instagram. That's funny. We're just we're just doing all that. But I'm not are you are you on TikTok yet? Um are you I TikTok? No, I try to avoid it as much as possible, but Really? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should change my mindset. But my friend's like, you should get on uh TikTok, put your podcast on TikTok or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, there there's there's a lot to to grow. Like we've mm-hmm. we've probably gained a couple subs and um couple couple viewers from it. Oh cool. But yeah, it it's really cool. I, I I don't know about you, but I really love the whole process of like just really growing it, having fun with it, talking to other people. Mm-hmm. Because we also have guests sometimes, and but these guests are like like friends of ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's really just fun, just just really talking. It is a fun process. We should collab sometime. No, for sure. With all your for first, sure. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was for sure. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I've never done like a really like a virtual episode, but oh. like we're. We we're all about like in person. Oh, okay. But, no, for sure. I I'd let you know. I'll shoot you an email or something. Yeah, we sounds good. We can get that arranged for sure. Absolutely, that'll be fun. Yeah, no, for different sure. perspectives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no worries. To close out, I just want to ask you this really big question that I ask everybody at the end: is what is your message to the listeners? Oh wow! Really? Really big. Yeah. That's cool. Um. My message would be, I, th- I think the viewers have probably had enough listening <laughs> to the word, but like really just getting out of your comfort zone and really doing things, just action. Because taking action is very important with anything because without actions, we learn again with our experiences and we really get to know what's right and wrong and really know what works for us what doesn't work for us so i really just that word action just taking action and doing the things because like the podcast really it was just a dream of ours and we just took the action mm. so, I love that. yeah action my word for the year will be action. yeah <laughs> yeah no, it's super important i agree Thank you so much for being on the show. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad we talked and had this conversation and we could really connect on a lot of, like pretty much everything, which is yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Like, I really enjoyed it. This is like my first time doing something like this, like being uh, like a guest. Cause usually I'm like the host or the co-host, yeah. but being the guest, it feels really cool. So yeah. I appreciate you yeah. for having me on. Thank you so much. And uh, hope to see you soon on our podcast. Yes, we will collab for sure. (laughs) For sure. I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening. Hope to catch you in the next episode. All original music produced by Stubborn Soul. You can find him on all music listening platforms at S-T-B-R-N. S-A-L.